You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from St. Mary's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. It's been an interesting morning, and if you've missed any of our discussion on first world problems, you can always go to realpresenceradio.com to hear our podcast or whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. Just look up Real Presence Live, and you'll be able to find us. Yes. So, moving right along, we are coming to the end of October, hard to believe, and that means that November starts, which also gives us an opportunity for some indulgences. So, I asked Father Timothy Castor to join us today. Good morning, Father. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. I love your perspective on the first week of November, so I'm grateful that you decided to join us. Well, I'm glad to be here. So the first week, uh, there's opportunities for indulgences, but we'll get to that in a minute here. Um, First, let's dive into, as Catholics, uh, why do we find it so important to pray for the dead? Well, you know, um, I I was brought up in a tradition, uh, you know, Protestant fundamentalist tradition, that regarded praying for the dead as something um, useless and and even Mm. sinful. And... Mm. um, in becoming a Catholic, of course, I, I had to research and understand this concept. Uh, but it really makes a lot of sense when you think about it, because, um, the you know, Christ's uh, sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection has broken down that barrier between the living and the dead. And right. we still have something, we still have a connection with them. Now, you know, it, it just seems so sad that somebody dies and then, you know they, that connection is completely broken, um, but they they are they are in need of our prayers because they're in that state of purification in purgatory, uh, or at least we assume they are. We don't know for sure what, you know where they end up after death, but but we uh, give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they're um, suffering in purgatory, and we can help them with our prayers. So, when you're in purgatory, can you describe? Um as best to your knowledge, <laughs> uh, what the souls in purgatory, are they able to get themselves out? Uh, well, they are suffering passively. So they, they're, not, they're not really able to do anything for themselves except endure the suffering that, that, is, that comes their way, that uh, what we say, that the temporal punishment due to sin that's already been forgiven. And, uh, and so they... The short answer is no. They they can't get themselves out. Uh, they will get out. You know that that's mm-hmm. one thing that's guaranteed. Nobody in purgatory is going to hell. They're all going to heaven. Um, but it's just a question of how much purification they need before they can enter into God's presence. Right. So when we're talking about praying for the dead, I want to make a distinction here. I, I'm assuming most people would know this, but. When we're talking about praying for the dead, we're not talking about people in heaven, right? We're just talking no, about no. folks in Exactly, yeah. Uh, I mean, the people in heaven, we, we pray to them, and we ask for right. their prayers right. for us. Yeah, they don't, they don't need our prayers yeah. anymore. And, and I think also, th- so this is Father Paul right? and Father Timothy. I don't know that we've ever met, but uh, the other thing that I think we have to also be cautious, this isn't the same thing as going to a medium... Uh, and wanting to talk to the dead, 
Oh, no, absolutely you know, not. And I think this is the thing that, that, unfortunately, because people feel there isn't the connection, they want to be connected, and, and they, they lose sight that we are connected. Right. And, but yeah. we, don't need, we don't need to go to a medium to, to do that. Uh, Jesus right. Christ right. connects us to, to, to those. But. So yeah, knowing, yeah. knowing your conversion story, Father, um, how, was it, how did you come around to accepting the church's teaching on this purgatory situation? <laughs> Well, like I said, you know, as I as I reasoned through the whole, you know, all of the issues that were involved in in the Catholic faith, it just made sense, you know. I, in fact, I could kind of say that about everything about the Catholic faith. <laughs> Once I started to study what the Catholic Church itself teaches about the Catholic faith, rather than what you know uh, anti-Catholic Protestants teach about it, um, it, it just made sense. It just uh, it just seemed that you know. Um, add up, so yeah. it, it wasn't a big, wasn't really a big issue to, to hmm. make that 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 transfer. Very cool. It, so it filled it filled in a, a, a blank, I might say. You know that that's a, a lot in a lot of ways. You know, I didn't I didn't change so much what I believed as a Protestant as uh, supplied what was missing. Oh uh, yeah, that makes you sense. Know. That makes sure. sense. So, when praying for the dead, are there specific ways we're supposed to go about it? You know, there's lots of uh, different prayers that are offered um, in the Church's tradition that you can find in prayer books. And, um, of course, there's the, the uh, Mass for the Dead, Mass of Christian Burial, which contains lots of prayers that really anybody could use on the, uh, privately. Um, but any prayer can be used. You know, you can pray the rosary with the intention of offering that for a uh, deceased loved one, or for the, for the dead in general, you know, for all the faith of the part. So, so there's only one both ways to do that. Right. So what if we're praying for somebody that's already out of purgatory? You know, no prayers are wasted. <laughs> so if, if that person doesn't need those prayers, uh, somebody else does, and Yay. God will direct will direct that to a merit to where it needs to go. So Perfect. don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. I, I do think about that once in a while. I'm like, right. okay, so what happens? But so the first week of November is kind of dedicated to uh, the faithfully departed, um, All Saints Day, and then into All Souls Day. So tell us what makes the first week special. Okay. Well. First, I, I would just say that the entire month of November is dedicated to the faithful departed. But during the first eight days, the Church grants a, uh, a special indulgence for um, visiting a cemetery and praying for the dead. And uh, specifically what that means is, well, an indulgence is a, a, a um, remission of uh, the temporal punishment uh, due to sin that's already forgiven in purgatory. So that means it, it cuts down your... Well, we, we always think of purgatory as a place in time, but it's not, you know, that's how mm. we live, so that's the only thing we can think of it. So we think of, you know, going to purgatory and spending time there, but it's it's really, it's a, a state of purification um, with varying degrees of, of uh, punishment, uh, suffering that, that has to be endured. And so the, the um, we can mitigate that for the, for the deceased. We can uh, help them to... Um, accomplish their, their suffering um, by praying for them. And 
uh, during the first eight days of November, the Church grants a, a plenary indulgence, which means that it's a complete remission of all the punishment um, to, to a, a deceased individual. Um, it could be, you know, someone that you intentionally think of or just someone in general who needs those prayers. Um, and, uh, and that can be gained every day during the first eight days. Um, it can only be gained for a person in purgatory. You can't, you can't get this one for yourself. <laughs> um, and uh, you, um, you have to, of course, fulfill all of the requirements that, that you need to do for plenary indulgence. Um, and we can go into those details, too. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's, it's just a, such a wonderful opportunity for the faithful to do, actually, you know, to do something for their loved ones. I mean, so often, you know, someone dies that we love, and, and, and we, we think, you know, there's, there was unfinished business between me and that. I didn't really get to say goodbye the way I wanted to. I didn't, you know, I didn't, really, I didn't get to spend the time that I wanted to. And, and there's oftentimes, a, I've, I've encountered, you know, among uh, bereaved people, kind of a, a sense of guilt, you know, right, and, right. Um, you know, that they weren't able to, to really do what they want to do. And this gives them something to do. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's real. That's practical. Right. You know, absolutely. So I, 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 every every place where I've been pastor, I've, I have, or even associate pastor, I, I've introduced this idea of, of going visiting the cemetery during the first eight days, and it is always so well received. People people just love this idea and and this this opportunity, and. Um, I find they'll, they'll ask me about it, you know, every year. We're going to do that again this year, Father. You know, they, yeah. they just this is so meaningful for them. Yeah, well, so, it's so meaningful that the word has been passed down through all these people to get to me, right? To get to get you on for the radio to talk about it. So it has made impacts. And so uh, we're going to take a quick break, Father Caster. And when we come back, we're going to dive more into what you're talking about when you're heading to these cemeteries and what you do there. Um, All right. We're, we're talking with Father Timothy Caster out of Rapid City. Or I guess you're in Hill City, are you? Or Sturgis? I'm in Sturgis. Sturgis. Okay. <laughs> I'd get there eventually. <laughs> we're going to have more Real Presence live in just a minute, right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. 
Did you know you can listen to all your favorite local shows like Awaken and Real Presence Live on any podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon Music? Just search for Real Presence Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes in the future. And don't forget to give us a good rating so others can discover the shows. Listen to your favorite RPR shows anytime, anywhere by subscribing on any podcast platform. Just search for Real Presence Radio today. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And good morning and welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Father Paul Rutten. And we're talking this morning with Father Timothy Castor out of the Diocese of Rapid City. And we're talking about the indulgences that you can receive or a loved one can receive the first week of November, and we were just talking about um, kind of what purgatory is and how people can get out of purgatory, why they're there, et cetera, et cetera, fill in the blanks. So, um, Father, you said that every parish that you've been to, you have an event, I don't want to call it an event, an opportunity where people can go to a cemetery. What do you guys do there? Well, um, what you know, if you look in the Book of Blessings, uh, which is, you know, the official collection of, of prayers, you know, blessings and, and, and so forth. There is a an order for visiting a cemetery on All Souls Day, and really can be used on any day um, that you want. But uh, All Souls, of course, is the 2nd of November, and during those first eight days, it would be appropriate to use that form of prayer. It's pretty short. It consists of... Um, uh, scripture reading, uh, a, a, a litany, a very short litany, and a closing prayer, um, and uh, just, you know, eternal rest going unto them, O Lord, at the end. So there's not a whole lot to it. So what, what I've done is I, I've taken that order and uh, printed it up on, on some sheets and added to it a, a hymn at the beginning and the end and also some additional prayers that can be said privately. Um, you know, because after we finish, what, what I do is we go out to the cemetery, we hold candles, uh, hopefully they'll stay lit. <laughs> There's not a, uh, a wind going across the prairie. But, um, Good luck. Know, we, yeah. <laughs> that always worked. Um, but we, we, we hold lit candles, and we do this little, uh, this little service out there, and then I encourage the people to, to walk among the, the tombstones and um, and just pray. You know, they can say a rosary, they can uh, do the, you know, Divine Mercy Chaplain, or whatever they like, or use the prayers that I have printed on this sheet. And um, and then I, I go through and, and uh, uh, sprinkle the, the graves with holy water. And if there's someone buried there that a person personally knows, you know, a relative or whatever, I'll, I'll offer to particularly bless that grave, 
you know, it's already been blessed, of course, but it's, it's just a way of renewing that blessing. And um, uh, so, that, again, that's another thing people really appreciate, you know. Yeah. Father, come over here. Bless us. Great. Right. The other thing I should mention about, about this indulgence is it doesn't have to be the person that you're praying for. It doesn't have to be buried in that cemetery. Oh, okay. You know, you can you can visit any cemetery and pray for any deceased person. Um, well, that's so helpful. It doesn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so make, you know, I try to make sure people know that because otherwise, they'll, you know, well, my you know grandma isn't buried there. Like, well, mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. Well, and I think but that's you, it. It's I think you, visiting cemeteries has been a, lost on this new generation. Oh, my mom and my grandmother go yeah. and v- used to go visit cemeteries and and decorate the gravestones and et cetera. And my mom, um, since my grandmother passed away, has constantly been asking me, "Let's go out to the cemetery. Yeah. Let's go visit the yeah. cemetery." And I just don't. I haven't really connected why that's important. Oh, sure. For her, yeah. there are beautiful places to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just just in the terms of it being like a park sort of thing, mm-hmm. just a quiet, uh, beautiful place. But, the, you know, the other thing, I, every every year we do this um, in conjunction with our uh, religious ed program, and we bring the, the kids out there, fourth, fourth grade and up, hmm. and we start in the chapel that's right next to our cemetery here in Sturgis, and I give them a, a talk on indulgences and praying for the dead, and one of the things I always do is I say, um, how many of you think that a cemetery is a spooky place? And, you know, the hands go up. And I say, you know, it's it's not a spooky place. It's a holy place. It's like being in a church. And so we, we should treat it that way, not be scared when we go there and not not mm. fool around when we go there, but, you know, to, to, use, to recognize it as a place of prayer, a place to be reverent, a place to honor the dead. And... Um, you know, you you might think that kids would be kind of put off by going to the cemetery, but they're not. They love it. So, <laughs> well, before we, yeah, before we run out of time, Father, can you walk us through the uh, how to get the indulgences for a loved one uh, this first week of November? Sure. So, the, you have to do the the particular work prescribed, which is visiting a cemetery and praying for the dead. That's that's really all that's um, the, the work itself uh, that it, it has the indulgence attached to it. Um, and again, there's no specific prayers that have to be said. It's just praying for the dead. But there are other requirements for gaining a plenary indulgence, and that includes you have to uh, go to confession um, if you're you know conscious of, of mortal sin, and you have to receive communion um, sometime within you know, eight days before or after you do the, the work involved. And one time will be, is, good, is good for the entire week. In other words, you, you can gain this indulgence every day for a person, um, on, you know, during the eight days, uh, and you only have to do the, the confession communion once. You have to do it for okay. each time that you go. Oh, sure, right. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise you'd be yeah. back in... <laughs> Father, I was here yeah. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> also, some people would not mean that. Uh, right, right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, you have to do that, and then uh, you have to say, some, after you do your, your, your work, your prayers there, you have to say uh, prayers for the Holy Father, 
for his intentions, and that usually just consists of an Our Father, uh, Hail Mary, and the Glory Be, or the Pope's intentions. And then the other requirement is, is a little bit vague, uh, and Father Paul, maybe you can help me out with it. It's, it's to be completely detached from all sin. <laughs> right. Right. Including being your sin. I was um, thinking this sounded I, really easy until then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But the way, the way I understand that, and, and again, maybe I'm wrong about this, I don't know, but the way I understand it is, it, it simply means that at the time that you are doing this prayer, that you're doing this devotion, you you have the, the intention of not committing any sin. You know, you, you, want, you want to be completely separated from that. So mm. it, it's not as hard as it sounds. Would you agree, Father Paul? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think always praying for that detachment from the desire for sin, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's something we should always have, right? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's too complicated. Sometimes indulgences can be quite complicated, walking through a door on a certain day at a certain time after doing 12 things and, you know. <laughs> there's all there's, there's all kinds. You know, and again, I think it is, and I, I would imagine you'd agree, Father, it is important that it's not just, you know, uh, like jumping through hoops, but it's this disposition. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. a real disposition towards what God is asking and, and what we can do and that, that ability uh, to to see um, that we can participate in this, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. you know, and so that idea of you know my disposition towards it that it isn't just you know I'm checking the boxes, checking those boxes, yeah, but a real exactly. desire, um, you know, and I think yeah, if you've got anyone you love <laughs> that that has passed, you're like you know if I can be a part of this. Yeah, how many times can you do indulgences for others? Yeah. That's so important that you raise that, that point, Father, that, that um, you, know, you don't want to have any kind of suggestion of superstition involved right. with this, or, or any indulgence. Um, it's, it's really, it's the, it's the prayer, and it's the attitude of the mm-hmm. heart, and yeah. the disposition, as you say. That's, that's what matters. So, you know, you always have to guard against that that tendency that, that we have as human beings to, you know, to attach more significance to, uh, you know, some ritual than mm-hmm. the, what's in our hearts, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, uh, Father Todd Reitmeyer and I were in seminary together in, during the holy year of 2000. And so there was an indulgence for going through the door of St. Peter's. <laughs> um, so you knew exactly what indulgence I was yeah. talking about. <laughs> and so I think he went, I don't even know. Almost as often as he could go, he went. Uh, and he went for his family. Uh, and his brother came back to the faith and became a priest. Uh, and Father Todd has since passed away. Uh, and you have to stop and wonder, you know, was part of his desire and his love for his brother and his family uh, and that act that he made, you know, on a regular basis, uh, part of his brother's reversion to the faith. And you never know. Well, and it sounds like something that we should make a habit of every November, yeah. starting our November this way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, we're fortunate here at St. Mary's, uh, it, while it's not a Catholic cemetery, we have a, a large cemetery just right two, two blocks away. Mm-hmm. So our, our parishioners do walk through it, and it is part of the neighborhood. Like you said, Father, it's like a park for them. You know, yeah, they go for yeah. walks, and they walk through the cemetery, and they stop and visit the people that they know. And, yeah. um, but so yeah, few people have, have a cemetery have a, nearby. 
Yeah, we have a beautiful Catholic cemetery in, in Sturgis, St. Aloysius Cemetery. It's one of the oldest ones in the diocese, oh, wow. uh, and um, it's just it's just beautiful to, to walk through. And um, that, that's yeah, I I have a plot there myself, so. Um, you know, I'll say, who wants to go pray at my burial plot? There you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, Father Castor, we're running out of time this morning. Any last thoughts for our listeners on today's topic? Uh, just don't miss this opportunity. You know, even if you just go once during that week, please you know, try to do it. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you for so much for joining us, Father Castor, and uh, we'll be praying for you. Okay, thank you. I'll be praying for you, too. All right, thank you so much. All right, well, an indulgence that I definitely will partake in. There you now. go. <laughs> be good. Yeah, so if you missed any of that conversation we just had with Father Timothy Castor, you can always go to Real Presence Radio, and you can uh, look it up. Listen to it there and learn about how you can uh, partake in the indulgences for the first week of November. Yes. So, Always good. Yeah. So does St. Mary's do anything special for All Souls Day? You know, we don't. We do something um, on All Saints Day, which is kind of an interesting one. Our, although I don't think the kids will dress up this year. Um, the kids will do a sort of Saint Wax Museum. Uh, and so they'll dress up like they're saint, and then you can go and visit, and then they'll tell you the story of who the saint was and whatnot. I would, uh, if I was a kid, I'd make it quarters. So you'd have to put there. Quarters. You go. Uh, but on All Saints Day, what we do is the kids then are typically dressed up as their saint, and they carry in a candle of someone who died this past oh, year from the parish. Beautiful. Uh, and then they line the communion rail with them. Uh, and again, it's sort of this symbolism, you know, of the saints really desiring to bring these souls to heaven. You know, and while we know they're not, you know, we leave it to the hands of God and all souls days, the day we really pray for those who have died. It is a beautiful moment as you see the kids walking in each one of them uh, and the number, you know, you just are like, oh my gosh, a lot of people passed away. Right. Uh, right. And some of the family come and whatnot. So that's, uh, hmm. but I was thinking that we could go over to the cemetery too. It's not that far. So we might have to sneak I don't think over. my equipment will reach that far. Probably not. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, Father, I don't know if you've noticed, but your sister is sitting next to me. I did notice it. <laughs> she snuck in. She snuck in. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to have Laura Rutten Woods on next. She's going to yes. be talking about um, how she remembers those that have passed. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, folks. When you come back, Laura Rutten Woods, more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 